Praise God. Praise God. I, I just want to pray um, and then get right into the message here. Father, I praise you and I thank you because you have truly set us free. You set us free from so many things, things that, God, we didn't even know that we needed to be free from. We just woke, woke up one morning and it was gone. We just woke one, up one morning and we didn't have that appetite anymore. So I thank you, God, for setting us free. I thank you, God, for delivering us from danger seen and unseen. We thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, that you are always with us and looking out for us. You're always concerned about us. And so we say thank you for that on this morning. I pray, God, that as we delve into this word on today, that you would speak to somebody who's watching us uh, uh, via social media, via the live stream, via uh, our website, that God, that you would touch their heart, Lord, and let them know that you are right there with them and you are caring for them and concerned about them and you want the very best for them. So we praise you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Just turn around and tell somebody you look good on this morning. You look good on this morning. Now, if he's a man, you got to say you look handsome on this morning. <laughs> you look mighty, mighty handsome over there, Pastor Robert. <laughs> all right. All right. Praise God. Praise God. We are continuing our series. Um, uh, Seasons, navigating life seasons, seasons, navigating life seasons. And you guys are going to, we got uh, three more messages in this series and then, no, two more messages in this series and then we're going to cut it off. But um, we wanted to talk about seasons and navigating life seasons. Um, and if you remember, I talked about how seasons um, is a set period of time. It's an appointed occasion. Ecclesiastes 3 and 11 says to every sea. Uh, uh, can you pull that up for me, Brother Corey? Um, to every season or every time there is a, for everything, there is a season and a time for every activity under the sun. So everything has a season. Whatever you're going through, it has a time period. Everything that has come into our life is just a season. It's not going to last always. And I talked about how uh, with spring and summer, we go through winter and we go through summer. Those seasons, you don't see where summer lasts all year long. We don't have all winter. We don't have all fall. But there are, are, are times and when that season is up, then another season comes behind that season. And so it is a set period of time. Uh, it's determined by God. God put seasons into place. He put our natural seasons, spring, summer, winter, and fall into place. And he also does the same thing in our spiritual life. He brings spiritual seasons in our life to develop us, to put within us things that we need to have place within us. Also to be able to discard and to get rid of some of those things that are hindering us. I talked on last week about the winter season and how this tree uh, spreads it or, or, or loses its leaves because it, if it tried to keep 
its leaves in the winter season, it would drain it of its, uh, of its energy. It would cause more energy to try to sustain those leaves. So some of the leaves on the tree have to fall in order for that tree to uh, be able to sustain itself in the winter time. And I talked about how with the same thing with us, we must be able and we must be willing to let some things go uh, in order to be sustained in the season that we're in. We often don't understand why um, uh, some things had to be uh, uh, be discarded from our life or we had to separate from some people we had to let go of, some mindsets we had to let go of, uh, uh, some people that we had to leave behind. But God knew that if we kept them with us that they would drain us. I was speaking to a friend on this week that um, we were, we, we're, we're friends and I was saying that uh, and she was saying I appreciate you so much and I said well I appreciate you. The thing about it our friendship is because we both are pouring into one another and I told her this and I stole this from a goddaughter of mine a goddaughter of mine said that I don't want somebody in my life that's a drain and not a faucet that's a drain and not a faucet what, I, what am I saying somebody that's always pulling from you and never pouring back into you we have to have people in our lives that is willing to pour in just as much as we pour out to them. So check your friendships. Check who's connected with you and see if this person is always draining you, coming to you with their problems, but you can never go to them with, the, with your problems or you can never get an encouraging word from them. Check your friendships. Check them. And if, if they're draining you, then you'll be, uh, 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 no, no, no. Okay. God bless you. I'm hearing you, but I got to go today. Cut the conversation short. Be careful of what you hear. I don't know how I went down that road. But anyway, uh, uh, people being a drain. So I want to start reading from our text is coming from Genesis, the 12th chapter, verses 1 through 9. Genesis 12, verses 1 through 9. Verses one, verse 1 says, the Lord has said to Abram, listen who said it. The Lord said to Abram, leave your native country and your relatives and your father's family and go to the land I will show you. Verse 2. Verse 2 says that I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you and make you famous and you will be a blessing to others. Let me pull it up on my Bible app. I'm sorry, y'all. All right, here we go. I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you and make you famous, and you will be a blessing to others. Verse 3, it says, I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse those who treat you with contempt. It says, all the families on earth will be blessed through you. And so Abraham, Abram, not Abraham yet, Abram departed as the Lord had instructed, and Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he left Haran. Verse 5, it says, he took his wife, Sarai, his nephew Lot, and all his wealth, 
his livestock and all the people he had taken into his household at Haran. Listen, all the people that he had taken into his household. And it says, and headed for the land of Canaan. And when they arrived in Canaan, Abram traveled through the land as far as Shechem. There he set up camp beside the oak of Moray. At that time, the area was inhabited by Canaanites. Verse 7, it says, Then the Lord appeared to Abram and said, I will give you this land, give this land to your descendants. And Abram built an altar there and decided, dedicated it to the Lord who had appeared to him. Verse 8, and it says, After that, Abram traveled south and set up camp in the hill country with Bethel to the west and I to the east. There he built another altar and dedicated it to the Lord, and he worshiped the Lord. Then Abram continued traveling south by stages towards the Negev. So I'm talking about on today um, the, 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 uh, the season of spring. The season of spring. Pastor Robin and I was taking a walk on yesterday, and I asked him, I said, when you think of spring, what do you think about? And I should have clarified myself because he talked about, what did you say, Pastor Robert? Yeah, water running. <laughs> he talked about, he said, a, a coiled spring. I said, no, honey, I'm talking about when you think of the season of spring, what do you think about? When you, when, when you think of spring coming into, you think of spring fever. You, sprinkle, you think of, of, of spring cleaning. Um, you think of, of the birds chirping. You think of, some people think of allergies during that time because of the pollen and all of that, because of the trees that are starting to bud. So springtime means a lot of things to different people. But with the spring, there is always newness of life. So when, when the season of spring comes, when, when, when uh, God is talking about the season, the spiritual season of spring, he is thinking about newness, newness of life. You're now coming out of winter where things were dead. You're now coming out of uh, uh, winter where things were cold and it looked like it was barren and that you could barely make it. And now God will bring you into a springtime where where there will be new growth and what better way to uh, 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 to uh, illustrate this but through the life of Abram Abram and and so that's why I looked when I looked at Abram I looked at how uh, uh, God was literally calling Abram into a spring if you uh, go back into the 11th chapter in the 11th chapter of Genesis um, it talks about how uh, Abram, he was, he was in a winter time. Uh, the, at the end of the 11th chapter of, of Genesis, it was saying that of how um, his father Terah took him and his brothers and his wife and, and they went into, uh, they were headed to the land of Canaan. And, and what happened was Tara decided that, okay, I I'm just going to settle here. I'm going to settle right where I'm at. And he, they settled. I'm sorry. Tara was the place. Uh, uh, Abram, uh, one day Tara. Yeah, Tara. Tara meant delay. 
So in other words, Terah, the father of Abram's, uh, Abram's father's name was Terah, and his name meant delay. And so when, when God had told him to move, he decided that he did not want to go any further. He delayed in following the voice of the Lord. And so it said that he settled in Haran. It's important that you understand that Haran meant parched or barren and so where where Abram found himself at at the end of, of uh, Genesis chapter 11 going into chapter 12 he was in a barren place he was in a place that was characterized by nothing by no life by nothing being fruitful um and and so God the, the first part of of Genesis the first verse it says and God said God said to Abram God said, he said, God, God told Abram, y'all see that? He said, the Lord said to Abram, get thee out of thy country. The Lord said, get thee out of thy country. What am I saying? I'm saying that we have to move and be ready to move when we hear the voice of God. Abram could not move if he did not recognize the voice of God. So in other words, point number one is in order to experience the newness in the spring, we have to be willing to step out in faith. When God says something, when God gives us a word, when God reveals something to us in his word, we have to be willing to move out. I said before, we must readily recognize the voice of God, which means that we need to clear out all of the noise, clear out all of the voices, turn off our electronics, take some time to settle ourselves before God so that we can hear what God is saying in this season. God, and I've been saying this all along. We have to ask God, God, what are you saying to me in this season? In this season that we've been going through with this pandemic, God, what are you saying to me in this season? In this season, it's not just for us to go through, but as we are, are, are in this season, we ought to want to come out better. We want to come out with more knowledge, with more understanding, more, with more wisdom. And that's been my prayer, uh, uh, another closeness to God. And so uh, Abram took time. First of all, he knew the voice. He was coming out of a barren place. And God said, now that you've been in the barren place, I want to take you into somewhere else. And so Abram, uh, he knew that he should leave. Have you ever had a feeling that this is not what I need to be doing? Or you've ever had a feeling to where God is urging me to do more or to uh, God is calling me to a different place. You feel it down on the inside. This is not quite all that I need to be doing. There's a, there's a stirring in you. Abram had that stirring and he knew that, that, that it, he needed to move. He knew that something was going on. And so when Abram heard the voice of God, he didn't delay. He moved. He walked out in faith. And when I, I started thinking of this and I just began to cry um, because I started thinking of uh, sowing seeds of faith, sowing seeds of faith. Sometimes we don't understand why God is asking us to do a certain thing. We don't understand why what God is saying to us or why he has us where we're at. Um, but 
when I was thinking and I was praying, I'm like, Lord, uh, uh, you know, he just began to say, Wendy, you need to start sowing seeds of faith, sowing seeds of faith, sowing seeds of faith is really when you act upon his word, his word is what we should be acting upon. His word is what we should be acting upon. Um, I was telling Pastor Robert when we had a um, when we had a, a, a nice, pretty green lawn. Um, I used to go out there and work, and we had put some cow manure down. I mean, it stunk, but it looked good. It was green. It was pretty. Um, and even when we were in Pennsylvania a couple of weeks ago, the crops were so pretty. But I tell you what. It was a stench. It was a smell. Why? Because of the fertilizer that was there. But what am I going? I'm going into um, in the springtime, you can go anywhere and probably buy some grass seed. You can go to Dollar Tree and buy some grass seed. You can go to the Dollar General and buy some grass seed. I'm not knocking that. But then when you start going to Lowe's or you start going to some other higher end stores, what the grass seed begins to get higher. The price becomes more. Um, and, and at the Dollar Tree or wherever you want to go at a discounted store, you can get a, maybe a bag of grass seed for maybe five or six dollars. But when you go to the more higher end stores, you're going to pay a little bit more for the grass seed. Am I right? You're going to pay a little bit more. What am I saying? The value of a good seed. There's value of a good seed. Uh, 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 the, the more expensive seeds have been pre-tested, has been evaluated. Um, the lesser expensive seed, I found out that when I bought the lesser expensive seed, it had more weeds in it. It had more, uh, 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 it, it, was, it was mixed with a whole lot of other stuff so that when the crop came up, when the grass came up, it wasn't as green as when I bought the more expensive seed. So what am I saying? Sometimes in order to get the better thing, in order to, to get the more expensive crop, you're going to have to pay a little bit more. It's going to cost you a little bit more to get a, a, a greater harvest or, or a greener harvest. But then not only that, just don't sow a seed one time. Every year in the spring and in the fall, you plant seed. Am I right? You plant seeds so that grass will come up at a certain time. And then in the fall, you plant grass so that seed is seasonal. So you just can't say, well, I'm going to plant at, at one time. Um, and I, I looked at it this way, too. I said that seeds have power to grow on its own after they've been planted. So our job is to plant. Our job is to plant. Take the word of God that he's given us and plant it. Plant the word of God in our heart and then be willing to step out in faith. Us stepping out in faith is saying, God, I'm believing your word and I'm stepping out. I'm planting myself out on your word. Sometimes we're going to have to turn away from that which is comfortable to the uncomfortable. Sometimes we're going to have to turn away from those things that come easy, those things that we've been enjoying to turn away to those things. God, it's lonely out here. God, I I'm out here, but Abram had to leave his country. It says, leave from where you're at unto a place that I'm calling you. So number one, we're going to have to step out in faith. Abram didn't know where he was going. Sometimes we're not going to know 
everything. I don't know where this is coming from. But praise God for whoever that was. You see how the enemy do? But anyway, that's me. That ain't the enemy. It's me pushing buttons up here. Technology. So anyway, step, uh, point number three. Let's look at Genesis 12, 2 and 3. 12, 2 and verses 3. Let's look at this. It says that. Verse 2, it says, Abram, your job is to go, right? Abram's job was to leave. Verse 2 says, I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you and make you famous, and you will be a blessing to others. I will bless those who bless you and curse those who treat you with contempt. All the families on earth will be blessed through you. Point number two is God provides us promises necessary uh, to experience meaning and success. So in other words, all Jesus, all, all God asked Abram to do was to leave. That was his only responsibility. That was his only responsibility. It was God's responsibility in verse two. He presented a promise. He said, look, if you just do what I ask you to do. This is what I'm getting ready to do. I'm going to make you a great nation. Just one man, I'm going to make you into a great nation. I'm going to bless you and make you famous. If you would just act on that one word that God gave you, God said, I'm going to make you successful. I'm going to cause you to be successful. I'm going to give you meaning and purpose in this season of your life. You may not understand what's going on, but listen to me. I'm going, if you make that one step, I'm going to make you famous. I'm going to bless you. Not only that, when the blessings come to you, it's going to flow unto others. It's going to flow unto others. And not only that, when somebody rises up against you, I'm going to curse them. I'm going to come up against them because not are they coming up against you, but they're coming up against me because you are walking out my word. You are walking in faith upon what I told you to do. So what am I saying? I'm saying that when you move out in faith, not only that step that you take, I need for everybody to get up and stand up right now who's in the building. I just want you to, 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 to do this. And if you're a family, grab hold. Grab hold of your family member. What I want you to do right now, uh, 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 and it's, a, it's just an act of when you move, of understanding that when you move, how it impacts them. Take a step to the left. Now, you see, in this family here, they could not move. They couldn't. Uh, 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 he had, when he moved, he moved the whole family. Take a step to the right. So when she moved, she moved the whole family. When y'all move, for those who are here in the building as family, understand that people, you are connected to people. You can have a seat. So, and I wanted to show you that when you move, whatever you do, when you walk out and when you move in faith, you are impacting somebody else. Somebody else is watching you. Somebody else is going to be affected by what you do. Y'all get that? 
faith, moving out in faith. You cannot afford not to move because somebody's life depends on it. Father, your, your family's life depends on what you do and don't do. Corbin, same thing with you. What you do and don't do, your family is impacted. Same thing with me and Pastor Robert. What we do impacts each other. And so when we move out in faith, Abram had to move out in faith. But then not only that, when he moved, God said that I'm going to give you success. I'm going to. And when anybody rises up against you, I'm going to curse them. Now, don't go out here and say, no, you're rising up against God. So you're going to be cursed. No, don't tell nobody that. You just let God do it. You just continue to walk in faith. Point number three. Point number three. I hope y'all are getting something out of this. Praise God. Genesis 12 verses 4 through 6. So listen. Abraham got the word of the Lord. God made Abraham a promise. Gave him the word. Gave him a promise. And so then it says, so Abram departed as what? As he wanted to. That, is that what the word says? It says, Abram departed as the Lord had instructed. And Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he left Haran. And this is what I, I really like about this. It says he took his wife, Sarai, his nephew, Lot, and all his wealth his livestock, and all the people he had taken into his household at Haran and headed for the land of Canaan. And when they arrived in Canaan, Abram traveled through the land as far as Shechem. There he set up camp beside the Oak of Moray. At that time, the area was inhabited by the Canaanites. But what I wanted to point out to you was that faith leads to obedience. It says, Abram departed as the Lord instructed. The Bible says that faith without works is what? Dead. Show me your faith. What does it say, Pastor Robert? Show me your works or uh, show me your faith and, and your works. Or, it, it's in there. It's in the book. I, I, I'm not good at quoting. But in, in, in order for people to see that you are walking in faith, you've got to have some works behind what you're doing. You got to have some work. And this is the other part that really blessed my soul. It says that um, he had everybody that he had taken into his household. Who are you impacting? Who do you have around you? Who is, are you influencing? Because when you influence and when God is getting ready to bless you, you're going to want to take somebody else with you. Abram didn't say, I just want to leave my family. Okay, me and my wife, Sarai, are going to leave. He said everybody that had, he had taken into his household. So everybody that was connected to Abram, Abram took with them because he wanted them to receive the blessing of God. And his obedience, uh, 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 him walking in obedience would impact those that were connected to him. I say this to you. Who are you influencing? 
Who's in your center of influence? You ought to have somebody that's around you that, that you're sowing into, that you're saying, look, I know a God that can help us get, just, just stick with me. I know a God that can see us through, that can pray. When they're going through, you ought to be saying, look, look, I, I, God, God is greater than the problem that you're going through. God is greater than the situation that you're experiencing. Come on, you can make it. You can make it. Abram, I believe, was a great influence and a great motivator to those that were connected to him. Who are you influencing? Faith leads to obedience. Faith leads to obedience. It's long time out for you to ignore what God is telling you to do. God's got a call on everybody's life in here, even the young people. We don't even know it. But God said, if you would just take the first. Praise God. That I will guarantee you success. I will guarantee that you're going to be successful. Faith leads to obedience. Point number four. Listen to this. We're waiting for God to do more in our life. Faith in action brings greater clarity of God's will, purpose, and direction. It brings greater clarity. Look at verse 7a. And I'm just about to wrap up. Genesis 12 and 7. Genesis 12 and 7. As Abraham moved out in obedience to experience the new spring. It says, then the Lord appeared to Abraham, Abram and said, he had already made him a promise. Remember verse 2. But as Abram moved out even more, God began to unfold and bring greater clarity what was, to what was going on in his life. He says, I will give you this land. God was being more specific now. He said, unto a land that I showed you. And now, because Abraham, Abram moved, God now said, this is what I'm going to give you. This is what I'm going to bless you with. So when we move out in obedience, God will begin to get more specific with us. He will begin to unfold more of what he wants to do in our life. But our responsibility is to move. Our responsibility is to sow the seed of obedience. To sow the seed of saying, God, I believe you and I'm going to move. And then it says, uh, my last point is that as God began to unfold things and bring more clarity to what was going on in Abram's life, my point number five is we must be proactive in gratitude and worship. Look at what Abram did. He said, God, I understand your promise. You said that you would make me great. 
that if those who rise up against me, they're going to be cursed. Those who bless me, they're going to be blessed. That's a promise that you made me, God. And it said that Abram built an altar there and dedicated it to the Lord who had appeared to him. He built an altar. He built an altar. He gave God praise. He gave God worship. Altars meant prayer. Altars meant worship. In the Old Testament altar, they built altars to, to uh, uh, remind themselves as a reminder of who God is and what God can do. Where's your altar at? Where's your altar? Where's your altar? Is your altar Facebook? Is your altar your money? Is your altar your friends? Is your altar not wanting to let go of the past? Is that your altar? Abram recognized that he could not make it through this next season without staying spiritually connected to God and placing his whole entire life up under God and his control. We have to learn how to let our faith be released. We have to learn how to speak faith-filled words. I was here doing the praise and worship rehearsal on yesterday. And our brother TJ was like, nope, don't say that. Nope, you can do. And every time this person started saying, nope. Every time, nope. Sometimes you're going to have to tell your doubtful thoughts. Oh, not today. Sometimes you're going to have to tell, you're going to have to tell those people who are trying to speak negativity to you, not today. Sometimes you're going to have to tell your own finances, not today. You're going to have to tell your own desires, not today. God has made me a promise. What promises have God made to you? You're looking for greater things, but God said you didn't obey the last thing I told you to do. And because Abram... And we'll go on to see later on, we understand even after this experience that there was a splitting between uh, him and his nephew Lot. We understand all of that. But that did not stop God from blessing Abram because through Abram came Jesus. The lineage. God did what he said he would do. And God will do just what he said he would do in your life. What are the promises? Ah, glory. 
heart of the promises are not going to show up immediately. But when we lift our hands and say, God, I thank you. God, I love you. I don't see it yet. God, but I bless you. God, I'm holding on to you. God, I love you. I place my entire life in your hand. God's going to begin to make some things more clearer to you. But I say on today, you got to sow the seed of faith. You have to sow the seed of praise. So what I want you to do, who's listening to me via live stream and those who are listening to me in the building, what I want you to do is begin to give God praise. Come on, let's just lift our hands. Come on, stand up on your feet. Give God some praise right now. Say, God, I don't see it, but I'm praising you in spite of. God, I don't even understand it, but God, I am praising your name because you see you're going to do just what you said you would do. You're going to do it, God. Tell God, God, I believe you're going to do it. I believe you're going to do it. I believe you're going to do it. I believe you're going to do it, God. God, I'm not looking at what's behind me, but I'm focusing on what's ahead of me. Come on, say, God, I know you're able. You're able to take the hurt away. You're able to take the disappointment away. God, I know you're able. I know you're able. I know you're able. God, and I am setting root down in you, God. God, you're able to rebuild. God, you're able to make all things new. God, you are able. Oh, God. Oh, God. He's able, y'all. He's able. He's able. Don't get caught up on what you're looking at. Don't get caught up on what you see. Because what you see is temporary. He's able. He's able. He's able. He's able. He's able. Lift your hands. Lift your hands. Give God praise. Be like Abraham. Worship God right now. Say, God, I praise you. Oh, God. I guarantee you. I guarantee you. I guarantee you. When you're feeling hopeless, if you would just give God praise, if you just would begin to walk around your house, walk around at home, even in the car, if you just would begin to say, God, I thank you. God, I thank you. God, I thank you. God, I thank you. See, it's something that gets down in your belly. And then it's like it goes from head. Then it starts going into the heart. And you begin to say, God, I thank you. God, I thank you. I know I'm yelling this morning. But you ain't been through what I've been through. You ain't seen what I've seen. You don't know the promises that God has made. And I'm thanking God in advance. I'm putting credit in my account. I'm telling God. And when God sees me praising him in spite of, he said, that's my daughter. I got to bless her. Just like he did with Abraham. I got to make it work for her. Because see, God wants to bless us. God wants to.
to bless us. Release your faith on today. Release your faith. Release your faith. Father, I praise you. I praise you, God, because you are a God of miracles, signs, and wonders. We thank you, Father, on today. I thank you for those who are watching us via live stream. And I pray for them right now, God, that in this season, Father, that God, you would speak to them, that you would give them a promise of hope, a promise, God, that they would be uh, able to hold on to God. That the word would come alive to them, Father. That when they read it, Father, when they open it up, even hearing this, God, that you would let them know, Father, that you want them to walk into a land that you have made for them and to a place that is awaiting just for them, Father, of newness, of possibilities, of prosperity. See, with Abraham, the land meant prosperity. The descendants meant that he would continue on and on. And inheritance meant that he would never go without because of his children would be taking care of him. So God, you have promised us an inheritance. And you're able, God. Who are we to doubt you? The creator of the universe. Who are we to doubt you? You died on the cross for our sins. And you rose again. Who are we to doubt you? We say we're letting go of all doubt and fear and unbelief right now. And we're going to believe and move out in faith. And as we move out in faith, Father, you are going to unfold even more to us. Greater blessings. Greater experiences. Not just for us, but for others too. In Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, let's give God some... Oh.